Episode 10 is kind of a milestone. I am proud to welcome you, one and all, to another episode of Thomas Tales on the Tall Guy with the Short Stories podcast. Click that follow button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram as well if you want. I'm at the Tall Guy with the Short Stories. But enough announcements. Let's get into the story. Last week, we left our heroes while they were finishing dinner and about to head to bed. That night, as the three boys prepared to go to bed, Will and Brandon in their beds and Thomas in his new bed, they all felt it was a wonderfully busy and full day, and they were all quite certain they would sleep quickly and well. However, as things got quiet and the sounds of night began to take over, Will found himself restless. He tossed and turned and tried every comfortable position he could think of, but nothing seemed to help. He began to get frustrated and gritted his teeth. What was wrong with him? He had never had this difficult a time getting to sleep, and he never remembered becoming angry at something so trivial as a few minutes of lost sleep. In the relative silence of the evening, he began to think about what had happened today and how he had felt about it. His face screwed up as the ungrateful thoughts roared into his head. As everything became quieter outside, the storm in his brain raged. The voice in his mind urged, They should have been more grateful of your magical intervention. They should have been more impressed. They don't appreciate you. They don't understand. You are better than they are. Will fought to control his mind. He knew the thoughts were unseemly. He knew they were cruel and torturous and that they would not be conducive to sleep. He knew that by concentrating on them, they would not simply diminish. And the more he knew, the more he focused on them, and his mood became darker and darker. Eventually, after some time, he did sleep, but his dreams were troubled. His sleep was plagued with frequent nightmares, and he woke often. He did not find much rest in this comfortable bed, nor in their victory over the scoundrel earlier, nor even in the fishing and dinner he shared with his friends and brother. He felt utterly alone, and when it was time to wake for his morning duties, he felt absolutely horrid. He felt there was sand in his eyes, and every movement was taxing. Brandon had woken about the same time and greeted his brother, but the will didn't answer. He was busy stoking the fire he had lit again with magic and feeling surly. Brandon wondered what to do. The two brothers had never been on the outs with each other, even when they found out they were both spending time with the same girl, Anne. It happened almost by accident, or maybe it was just sloppy planning on Anne's part. Brandon had been doing some side work at one of the local pubs, helping them restock the kegs of ale they drew from nightly. Anne was nearby, watching him work. She enjoyed watching the young Brandon lifting as much as he could. She knew he was trying to impress her, and the devious young woman thoroughly enjoyed it, but even more so when she could giggle and distract him. She loved the attention, but it never seemed enough. She always wanted more. That was why she began seeing Will when she couldn't manipulate Brandon. 
Will filled her time with poems he had written about her. Immature and sloppy, but it was evident Will's heart was in everything he wrote for her, and this delighted the wicked girl. When he would finish a poem, she would give him mock praise, and as his face fell under her playfully delivered scorn, she would smile, knowing his heart was like a puppet on strings for her. That evening, as she watched Brandon working at the ale kegs, she remembered that she was supposed to meet Will, and silently retreated from the hard-working young Brand. He did not see her go. She made her way to the bakery to keep her appointment with Will. As she arrived and found Will, they began walking along the road together, he reciting his newest verse for her, and she playing his emotions ruthlessly, when suddenly, Brandon rounded a corner ahead of them and began walking toward them. Will's head was down, reading what he had written for Anne, and he had not seen his brother. Anne moved quickly to take hold of Will's arm and pull him into a darkened alley. She knew that kissing him would distract him and keep him quiet, so she did just that. As she knew what happened, Will made no motions to stop her, and he did not suspect a thing. They kissed, and Anne turned so that she could keep her eyes on the opening to the alley, watching for Brand to pass. Will always closed his eyes while kissing her, and Anne played her tactic ruthlessly. In a few minutes, she expected Brandon to pass the alley. Then she could continue her walk with Will, but he hadn't passed yet, and they had already been kissing for several long minutes. Anne thought she must have simply missed him. The streets weren't exactly busy, but they weren't deserted either. Yes, she must have simply missed the boy walking. She broke the kiss she was sharing with Will and started to pull him back onto the street, asking sweetly for him to continue his poem about her. But as they made for the street and broke into the open, there was Bran, leaning against a wall and chewing on an apple he had brought with him. Will... Perhaps we should go home, he had said, giving the word we in emphasis, and Anne cringed. She knew she had slipped up, so she said nothing. But she did let go of Will's hand as he began walking away with Brand. He looked back at the girl and scowled. The brothers walked home silently together until Brandon finally spoke up. She's been smooching me too, Will. I had no idea she was involved with you. I I know it hurts. It hurts me too, but we don't need a girl like that in our lives. She's bad all around. He clapped his brother on the shoulder, and when he realized that Will was weeping silent, bitter tears, Brandon put his arm around Will's shoulder and told him, It's alright, Will. Just like what happened to Dad when Mom passed away. We will work through this, together. And we will never let another girl, no matter how pretty she is, come between us. As they gained the bakery, and Greg started shouting, Brand nudged his brother in the direction of their room and whispered, I'll distract Dad. So when Will failed to respond to Brandon's good morning, the other boy was quite worried that something bad was happening to his brother. Thomas slept longer than the two brothers, and dreamed of fishing, and hunting, and hiking with Z. He awoke with a smile on his face, 
and after getting ready for the smithy, he bid his farewell to the brothers and headed there. A few moments went by before Bran came out of the bakery and called out to Thomas. Oi, Tom, wait a bit. And he began to make his way quickly over to Thomas, who waited patiently. Tom, Bran began, I'm worried. Will has literally never acted this way. He's surly and rude and quiet and... I'm afraid he's sick or... Or it's the magic, interrupted Will. Bran nodded, his eyes a bit wide as he confirmed Tom's fear. Maybe, he said quietly. What should we do? Thomas thought about it for a few moments and nodded as though he had made a decision. We should talk to him about it tonight. Just us. Brandon agreed and headed back into the bakery while Thomas continued on to the smithy. The Tall Guy with the Short Stories is also the tall guy who loves disc golf. If you're looking for disc golf stuff, maybe discs, or bags, or rangefinders, or maybe even apparel, you should go on over to evolutiondiscs.com. If you use the code CDS on your checkout, you'll get 10% off, and you'll be helping out the local tall guy. You know, the one with the short stories. One of today's sponsors is J. Randall Art. That's two L's in Randall, by the way. If you go to J. Randall Art on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, I would really appreciate it if you gave him all the likes you can muster. He's a pretty great guy and a fantastic artist. Make sure to tell him the tall guy sent you. Meech's Minis is where you will find some fantastic artwork done by an absolute genius. Not only can the man paint minis, he can also modify them for you. I mean, depending on what you want done. But don't take my word for it. Go on over to Etsy.com and type in that little search bar, Meech's Minis, M-E-A-C-H-S-M-I-N-I-S. You will not be sorry. That day at work, Thomas found it very hard to focus. Such was his concern for his friend. More than once, Smith had interrupted the boy's worried thoughts. Thomas, he'd said, you let your fire get too cold. You haven't done that since your first week. What's wrong, lad? Oh, Smith, I'm sorry. I, I just can't stop thinking about... Well, Smith, Will isn't acting like himself. Bran says he's surly, rude, moody, and brooding. And I agree. I've heard him get short with the both of us on several occasions since the fight with that no-good thief. And, well, Brandon and myself are worried. Brandon thinks he may be sick, but I think it might be that... At this, Thomas huffed out a breath, exasperated. <sighs> Smith, I, I think it might be the magic. Hmm, replied the smith. Do you have any evidence of your theory? He asked Thomas with a look of concern in his eyes. What I mean is, well, when did it start? From what I saw, it started the day he felled that man in the bakery, the one that tried to steal silver from the Baker Brothers. Thomas hadn't ever used that title for his friends, 
and he decided he'd have to remember it. It kind of rolled off the tongue. The Baker Brothers. And after I saw him after that fight, uh, he acted fine while talking to you, but afterward, he just wasn't the same. Thomas looked into the smith's eyes. I know you said you didn't know anything about magic, but do you think there's anything else it could be? Smith lowered his eyes and thought for a long time. Mm. Get back to work, bud. I'll think on this while we get the day's business done. I know it's hard, but try to focus, eh? Part of being grown up is learning to do what's hard, even when you don't want to. And try not to worry. I've known a few folks who could use magic, and they've turned out alright. Perhaps I could write a letter to them, but I promise to keep quiet, so I'll need to talk to Will first. Thomas looked into Smith's eyes again and felt very grateful for the big man. Brandon and I have decided to talk to him about it tonight. Maybe I'll ask him if you can ask one of your magical friends. And you're right about being focused at work. I'll try harder, Smith. Thank you. Thomas then bent over his work and tried his hardest to focus till the work was done. Smith, however, eyed Thomas with a smile on his face. This lad was turning into a man right before his eyes and Smith felt a surge of pride as he realized this. After work that day, Tom and Smith retired into Smith's home for a mug of cold coffee and sweet cream. They enjoyed their beverage in silence for the first few minutes. Then, Tom spoke up. Smith, I've got to get back to the bakery, and I've decided to stop and buy a few chickens for the lads and myself. <laughs> Thank you. For several things, really, but... Mostly, just for being a good bloke. Tomorrow, I'll report back with what happens at our talk tonight, eh? And Thomas stood up, preparing to leave. Smith sat in silence and watched Thomas prepare to leave. You're welcome, lad. Thank you for being you, too. I shall be waiting to hear about how the talk goes. Be safe, my friend. And he paid Thomas his day's wages and opened the door to see the boy out. On the way home, Thomas stopped on Main Street and picked up two chickens for dinner. During the transaction, he thought that if Z joined them, it might not be enough food, so he bought a third to be safe. For a moment, he wondered at how he would get all the food back. He turned and looked around for ideas on how to carry all three birds. It was then he saw Z perched on a low rooftop watching him. When their eyes met, both of them began to smile broadly. Z dropped to street level and began walking toward Thomas, eyeing his chickens. Three birds, she said. My, but you must be hungry. And a smile brightened her face. Oh, I'm bringing this lot to the bakery for dinner. Will you be joining us this evening? The boy said, still smiling broadly. Z took one of the chickens from him, and they began making their way to the bakery. If you wish the young woman said, and smiled again. Thomas's grin was so wide and toothy that she couldn't help but chuff out a laugh. <laughs> I am glad to have dinner with my pack, and I am also glad you have learned how to look up and spot me. Thomas felt very proud of himself as they made their way to the bakery, and Z felt proud of Thomas as well. They chatted idly while they walked, Thomas asking what Z did during the days, 
and Z told him that she retreated to the forest during the daytime. Then Tom remembered that he and Brand had to talk to Will. He was a bit afraid that the two brothers wouldn't want Z there, but calmed his fears, remembering she had also seen Will's magical feet. We'll be talking to Will tonight about how he's been feeling. Brand thinks he's sick. I think his magic is doing something to him. Z answered Tom when he was finished speaking. What makes Brand think he is sick? Well, he's been very, very grumpy lately. He's been surly and cross. He, he's just not himself, said Thomas. Z looked seriously into his eyes and nodded. Yes, she confirmed. It does seem as though something is wrong. It would be good for the pack to work out best what to do about it. Thomas felt his eyes begin to get teary. Up until this point, he hadn't realized that now, with Brand, Will, and Z, Thomas had a family. A group of people who looked out for one another. People who would go to great lengths to keep each other warm, fed, and safe. And as the tears began to trickle down his cheeks, Z strode to the front of him and washed his face. They both stopped in the street. Thomas tried to hide his tears, but the girl would not be fooled. You love them, and they you. I am proud to be part of this pack and share the love with you. If I wasn't holding this chicken, I'd hug you again, Thomas. Tom thought that he'd rather have the hug than the chickens, but he said nothing. He just stood there smiling at Z as his tears transformed into giddy happiness. Let, let's get to the bakery so I can have that hug. Z tittered again and nodded her head forward. Thomas looked in the direction that she nodded and realized they were already at the bakery. He smiled in spite of himself, and they both walked in. As they entered, they could hear the two brothers cleaning up from the day's work, speaking amiably to each other. And as Tom and Z entered, they were greeted with smiles from both brothers, though Will's face looked very tired. Look who I found, Thomas explained. And the brothers ceased their conversation and smiled as they caught sight of Z and the chickens. All four of them sat at a table and began tearing into the chickens. Brand and Will provided a few loaves of sourdough bread they had not sold during business hours, and the pack ate until they were thoroughly stuffed. I'd like to thank you once again for visiting Thomas Tales on the Tall Guy with the Short Stories podcast. As I said earlier, don't forget to click that follow button. You can also find me on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And you can follow me on Instagram at the Tall Guy with the Short Stories. I've enjoyed reading this episode to you folks, and I'd like to thank you for stopping by once again. Have a great night. We'll see you next week on Thomas Tales on the Tall Guy with the Short Stories podcast.